Good morning, and welcome to episode 176 of the Morning Light Show. After my conversation with Kevin over the last couple of days, I couldn't help but want to dive into the topic of meaningful work. And what Kevin said that really stuck out to me was that if you're not engaged at work, you're not engaged with life. And I find that to be very true because we do spend so much of our waking time at work. And if we don't have that sense of an inner calling or that we are doing something that really matters to us, we're never going to feel a sense of fulfillment that I think most of us are looking for and most of us are longing for as we are creating a life that we want not just for ourselves or for our family, but to leave the world a better place. On today's episode, we're going to further explore the topic of meaningful work and how we can be more engaged, not just at work, but also in our life. And I'm going to be pulling up some of the principles that we talked about on previous episodes around spiritual intelligence and spiritual capital, because they really resonate with what I'm talking about today. Welcome to the Morning Light Show. I'm your host, Adair Cates. This show will offer you insights and inspiration to free your spirit, open your heart, and start your day off light and bright. As I shared with you on a previous episode, I'm part of a group that's going through the book Designing Your Life and Last week, got to spend a couple of hours with 10 bright, amazing, beautiful women who are either professionals with inside of organizations or have their own business. And the thing that struck me the most from being in that group of women is that all of them were looking for a sense of deeper meaning in their work and in their life. All of them expressed that there were multiple paths that they could take that would lead them there. And then all of them said they wanted to be part of the group because they were looking for increased clarity. And what I think happens for a lot of women and people in general, when they're willing to look at their life and say, hey, something is missing. It's just not like I want it to be. There's something bigger that I want to explore either within my organization or outside of my organization. Just because we're talking about this doesn't mean that there has to be some type of entrepreneurship going on. But the thing that I invite you to explore, if this resonates with you, is are you feeling a lack of clarity because you think that there only is one path for you to get to that place of meaning? And I want to just bust up that myth from the get-go. We talked about this in the group as well. The facilitator said there's research out there that says for most people, there's about five to seven different paths that they could take that would lead them to meaningful work. And so that kind of relieves the pressure a little bit and hopefully makes you feel like there's not just this one thing that you have to do and this intense clarity that has to come. A lot of it is going to be following your heart taking steps outside of your comfort zone towards things that resonate with the energy of what you want to create and carving your path as you go. Some of the paths you may explore actually 
my belief is probably all the paths that you explore, whether it's five, seven, one, or two, are going to lead you to whatever you are supposed to be doing next. I don't think there are any accidents in the universe. And I believe that oftentimes we have to start down a path, even if it's not the path we ultimately stay on, in order to get to whatever is next for us. Going back into the book, Spiritual Capital that I unwound in January by Dana Zohar and Ian Marshall. And I'll post a link to those episodes in the resources, or you can just kind of scroll back and look. There was a series of 12 to 14 episodes on the topic of spiritual intelligence and spiritual capital that you may be interested in listening to as we talk about this process of finding meaning in our work and being engaged in our work and our life. And one of the most important qualities of someone who has a high spiritual intelligence. And remember, spiritual intelligence is a sense of purpose and meaning and being aligned with your values in your life and in your work. And one of the qualities that people that have a high SQ have is a sense of vocation. And there's a really great example of this in the book um, that the author tells about. She says that one time she met a British fashion designer who told her that she thought there's three reasons that somebody might start a business. And I think this would apply even if you're thinking about, you know, why you may take a role in an organization. Okay, so the first reason is that there's some type of a hole in the market. There's something that's wanted or needed and you decide to provide it. Now, that was the case for a lot of the women in the room. They said that what they did is they looked for where there were opportunities for jobs and they studied whatever that was and then ended up finding a job in that. So there were women in the room that said, hey, I pursued finance because that's where my dad told me I'd be able to most likely find a job. Or I went to law school because I thought I knew for sure that I could get a job if I had a law degree. So that applies to really anybody, not just somebody that's starting a business. And maybe it applies to you. I don't know. Did you go after a certain degree? For example, did you become a nurse because you knew that there was a shortage of nurses? Or did you actually pursue what your calling is for a different reason? All right. So the second reason is personal opportunity. So for the business person, it could be inheriting a business from your family or having a special skill or talent to provide a certain kind of thing like fashion design or sound systems. And this might be, again, something that just fell in your lap, something that was just handed to you or expected of you if it was a family business and it's something that's being passed down from generation to generation. Or maybe there was something you were just innately good at. Maybe you didn't really care that much about it, but there was an opportunity for you because of that skill that you had. All right, so that would be the second reason. The third reason that people start a job, according to this fashion designer that the author spoke with, is for starting a business from a sense of, I just have to. It just has to be like this need to bring something into the world, this need to take something that is inside of you that feels bigger than you and make it manifest in your work. And again, the idea is if you're operating from that third place, that's where the highest level of meaning and engagement is. And it's such a rare thing 
to find somebody who actually says, I love what I do. And as soon as I find that person, I always ask them a lot of questions like, how did you get into what you do? What is it that you like so much? But it is a very rare thing indeed, because of course, many of the people that come to me as a coach are looking for someone to help them get clear about what their calling is and figure out how they can make the biggest impact in the world. If you think about it, what we're really talking about is a sense of vocation, which if you take the Latin word for vocation, it's vocari, which is to be called. So a vocation originally meant that it was to take a call up for holy orders, so to be called by God. And I think the word has probably got a little bit of a different meaning now, but I do hear people talk about it in terms of a calling. What is the calling of your soul? And again, there could be many different ways that you could make this manifest into the world, but what is it that really lights you up? For me, it's helping people lead the life they love, do the work they love, build their spiritual and emotional intelligence so that they find true joy in their life and then become a great leader for themselves, for their family, and for all the people that they impact through the work that they do. So let's go back to the concept of being engaged at work versus being engaged in life and the comment that really got me thinking about this episode to begin with. In my career inside of organizations, I did quite a bit of work on engagement surveys, and I always found it enlightening and mostly not super helpful to get the scores on those big behemoth engagement surveys, because by the time they came out, the teams have changed, the teams have changed, the ideas have changed, there's new issues on the table, and everybody's just lost interest. However... When I worked with the organization who used Tiny Pulse, and that was a weekly pulse that went out, we actually did garner a lot of great information from that. And we had a very engaged workforce. And the reason that we did is because we had a heavy focus on personal goals and what mattered to each person in the organization. So I urge you, if you're looking to feel more engaged in your life or more engaged in your work, and I think Kevin said this on the podcast, find the gratitude, find what is working, and see if your greater passion can somehow fit with where you are right now until you can figure out what that next step for you is. And again, focus on the energy of it. What does it feel like when you think about being aligned with your calling and doing that thing that's pulling at your heartstrings. For me, it's a sense of awe. It's a sense of gratitude, might be a sense of joy for you, um, a sense of connection, a sense that you're firing on all cylinders, whatever it might be, connect with the energy of that. And if you'll be really mindful and focused on that, then it won't be long before either the job that you're in becomes a calling or you start to shift and transition into whatever it is that your calling is leading you to, because like energy attracts like energy. All right. 
I hope that you guys have a wonderful day today and look for the meaning and look for the gratitude and notice what that higher calling might be for you. And if you'd like some help figuring out what that is and coming to that place of clarity, please schedule a discovery call with me. You can do that right on my website. It'll take you a couple minutes to fill out the form and then we'll spend an hour together talking about your calling and what lights you up and how I might be able to help you get there through coaching. Okay. I hope you have a fabulous day, as I said, and I'll look forward to having you back listening to the show tomorrow. That's a wrap for this episode of the Morning Light Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share with your loved ones. And for more insights and inspiration, check out my website at firstleadyou.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.